What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to a conversation with Joshua T. Berglund and Dina Hahn. Dina, I am so grateful, finally, after all this time that we finally get to do this broadcast. I almost thought it was never going to happen, but I am so honored to have you, and I'm really excited to hear your story and how you're using your past now to bless other people. But before we get into all that, Will you tell us, what are you grateful for today and why? I am grateful for so much love and light in my life. I celebrate it every day. You see this tree behind me? This was the celebration of my birthday. There were so many miracles that happened around me that I can't even explain it or express it. I believe when you're connected to the universe, a miracles happen so easily but they don't happen so much on the calendar. They happen in divine time. And the things that unfolded for my birthday was truly amazing. It was minus 27 degrees where I was, but I assure you it was the warmest place on earth here Aww. in my home celebrating uh, my birthday. I love that. And your birthday was last Sunday, not the timestamp this broadcast, but it was last <laughs> Sunday. Correct. It was. And it was negative. It, it was. was negative 20 where I was. We're in a heat wave right now. It's 20 degrees today. It's, it's that's warm. unbelievable. <laughs> it's ama is it amazing though how and I'm not I'm a I've always been a beach guy. I grew up in Oklahoma, which is in the middle of the United States, but most of my life I've lived in beach cities. So I'm used to being warm and sunburn and sweating all the time. And then I moved to Minnesota. And then I learned what freezing is like. And, yeah. But I never in my wildest dreams thought I would celebrate by going outside with my shirt off at 20 degrees and shoveling snow just to get some snow. <laughs> but I did it. So anyways, <laughs> I'm grateful. I'm grateful for higher temperatures today. But anyway, I, I'm so excited to talk to you because I grew up in a home. Just to give you some context here and why I'm excited to hear your story, because your story is my mom's story uh, or pieces of it, my wife's story. And unfortunately, it's all of my ex-wives and ex-girlfriends stories. I grew up in an abusive home. I, got to, I saw my father abuse my mother while he was abusing us, my brother and I. And then, of course, I was messed up. I was on drugs. I was a chem sex addict. I was angry at the world and it was a liar and a cheater. And I had to do everything I could to protect my secrets. And so I was, a, I became a monster. So not only was I abused sexually and physically, I became an abuser myself. And I telling you all of this, just to set the groundwork for this conversation, because I know so much of what you do is about empowering women who have been abused and have been in abusive homes and so on. And so I wanted to share that because I think it would be wrong of me to have this conversation without telling you that first. It's been a long road to recovery. It's not been something that's been easy. A lot of it had to do with healing a lot of mental health issues, getting sober or doing things like that. But it's taken a lot of work. It was, it's not been an easy path because as you know what it's like when somebody has gets triggered easily, they get angry, they don't know how to control their emotions, they don't know how to even really have a grasp of what reality is. It's very uncomfortable for everyone in that person's life. So without, I, I wanted to set 
lay that out there before we got into this conversation so that anything that I say, you know, it's coming from a place of someone that knows it's been through it, was abused yes. myself, but also became that monster also. So one, <laughs> I'll stop there, but I'm excited to have this conversation because I know how important the work you're doing is. So with that said, will you share a little bit about your story and how you got to this place where now you were able to work with women all over the world to help them in, in, in this situation that was very similar to yours? Okay. Thank you so much for that. Sharing so much about your life with me and that invitation to share my story as well. First of all, I would say our home is where the heart is. And even though we may have grown up with challenges, your challenges are different from mine in some ways. But again, it is traumatic. And when we do drugs or we take alcohol, we're not numbing our pain. We're not getting at the root. We're only treating the symptom. So once we take that inner journey into ourselves and we're able to let go that yesterday is not on the calendar and neither are you or me. Wow. And it's like, I just talked about my birthday. It's just like we birth ourselves each day to a new day and letting go and forgiving is a big part of that. And I teach that to women on a regular basis, but I also teach it to men as well with my night shift program. But the truth is when you're able to let go of your past, and realize that you're not on the calendar anymore. And you can take those lessons learned because it's very dark when you have to be connected to addictions to numb your pain and you're only treating the symptom. You're able to understand that you're just really just numbing the pain. You're not actually facing the pain and you're not facing the darkness and you're not able to release it and let it go and forgive yourself and others, you're going to be vibrating at a lower vibration. It's going to be a vibration of fear that also impacts your immunity. For me, I had so many health conditions. I had depression. I had pain and suffering from car accidents. I also had no confidence in myself after what happened to me. I just felt like I was worthless. I had so much guilt. I compared myself to others. And one thing I do teach to everybody listening, the only competition that's healthy for you and good for your well-being is being better than what you were the day before and being able to forgive yourself for your mistakes, for forgiving others for those mistakes as well. And being able to shield yourself in love and light in a self-healing, compassionate way. That's what we all need to do. To be able to vibrate at a higher level and not in fear and be able to release that trauma. So that's a little bit about my journey. I don't talk so much about exactly what happened because, again, it's not on the calendar anymore. I'm able to let it go, but I know when someone suffers and they're in pain, they can be fixated on it. But when you let it go, and I'm going to talk a little bit about the Amazon jungle now, because that's where 
my process really started. It was a gift from my husband at the time. We're not together, but we're still very good friends. We're going to have dinner soon after the, the birthday celebration. But when I went there, I had no self-love. I was in so much pain. I walked in with a cane from an accident. But I knew I had to release it and let it go. And I did not want to be suffering anymore. So I say to many people, you can talk about your pain forever and ever. And it's going to lower your vibration. It's going to keep you sick. It's going to impact your well-being. And your wellness is so important. So I was able to release it and forgive myself and to forgive the people that hurt me as well and forgive the people that I hurt with my pain and talking about it all the time. And being around people, I was tired and fatigued. I wasn't a good wife. I wasn't a good mother. I wasn't a good teacher. I wasn't a good everything, anything. So when you let that go, it's like I could stand taller and the tension in my body stop the pain. And it's such a miracle to even talk about it. But when you're tense and you're angry and you're hurt and you're in fear, everything seizes up. Mm. Your heart can't function properly. Your circulation in your body can't function properly. Even all your cells are vibrating at a different energy. So I was able to let that go with self-passion, self-love, and forgiveness. I'm gonna and ask these you are miracles. <laughs> I want to ask you something because you said love yourself. And love yourself is actually, I think of all the things to do in the path to healing, getting to that place where you can love yourself is the toughest. Even if you're the victim of abuse or something else. Loving yourself is the hardest part. How did you get there? Okay. Whoa, this is deep. So I'm going to try to give you the cold notes version. So when, <laughs> I don't know what that is. To, okay. <laughs> it's a lot story of personal development. I spent many years after going to the Amazon jungle. It's like some people go to the Amazon jungle, they get the messages through the plant medicine that I did and the healers that I work with. But you don't need to go there to get that. I can tell you that we are all co-creators of our life. If we put love out to other people, that's wonderful. But you have to love yourself first. Because if you're a people pleaser, and I assure you I was, <laughs> <laughs> I felt like I had to please everybody to yeah. be happy and to not rock the boat. But I got tired of walking on eggshells. And once I figured out that I need to love myself first and be able to let all of that shit go, okay? That's the best word that's coming to me right now. But when you're, you're able to let it go and just truly love yourself, you can pour out from a cup that's overflowing with love and light and it doesn't get empty anymore for you or others. You don't feel exhausted. You don't feel fatigued. It doesn't impact your immune system. And it's amazing. It is a miracle that you are love and you are the co-creator of the love. 
So when you can pour it out on yourself first, like Joshua said, you got so much to give to others. And it's truly amazing how it works. You have to connect with your own heart. You have to heal your own heart before you can open it and let love flow to it. You have to let go of those fears that you're not enough. And I say this all the time. I've written it in my book. God, do not create junk and he never started with you. It's the conditioned <laughs> beliefs of the experiences that you've had that causes you not to love yourself. You were created out of love. And when you believe that and realize all the external things that happen to you need to be deleted. And then you start with the foundation of your heart and build from there. Heart and earth are the same letters. They're just scrambled a different way. And when you connect to that, love flows and miracles happen. So no, what sure. I'm, help me if I'm getting this wrong here. But so I've always been, I've always been one to believe that we are to face our giant. Our giant could be an abuse. Our giant could be addiction. Our giant could be lying. Our giant could be narcissism. Our giant could be uh, any of that stuff, right? I've I've been taught in the way that I learned to heal was basically with the mantra, the only way through is, what is it? The only way out is through. In other words, you go face your giant, you take it head on, you don't run from it because it's just going to keep chasing you one way or the other. You may think it goes away, but there it is in your face right before you get to this, that breakthrough moment, there's that giant staring at you. So the only option you have is to take it head on. But the way that you're describing this almost is like, you don't even exist, giant. Poof, go away. Is it the same? Is that what you're saying? Or I'm saying that all of those demons that yeah. are chasing you, you have to break that pattern and it all can be made through divine love. That's what I'm saying. And yes. How do you get divine I'm love then? Because when you, again, when you're full of anger and resentment and PTSD and all that other crap, like you don't, it, you, you can't receive love. The act of loving yourself is not existent. Like, how do you get there? Like, how do you get that divine love to break through? For me, it was compassion, then forgiveness. That's oh. what allowed it to creep in. How did it work for you? Okay, a number of ways. And I'll share all of those identities with you. I am not a victim of sexual abuse. I am a warrior of sexual abuse. No. I am uh -huh. not a victim of cancer. I'm a graduate of cancer because I learned so much from it. I changed my identity in every way. Also in the Amazon jungle, I was told I was a goddess. That was 10 years ago. I didn't believe it. I still went, me, a goddess? I ended up going to New York City to a, an Art of Being a Woman program, over 1,500 women there, wow. and I wanted to tell my story. And guess what happened if you want to talk about miracles and connections? Mama Gina was the name of the facilitator at the time. She looked at me and said, what is your name? I said, I'm Dina. She said, no, your sister goddess, Dina. And I was like, 
oh my words. So then I flashed back to the Amazon jungle when I was told a god I was a goddess. And then I realized the narrative I was telling myself is that I wasn't good enough to be a goddess. Wow. I'm not good enough to be a god or anything. But I realized that as a co-creator, you can be whatever you want when you believe and you do it with all your heart and soul. So that's when the journey of personal development gave, started to open up and expand me. I went, I need to find out who I am. Mm -hmm. I am pure love. I am pure light. I'm none of those things that I was conditioned to believe that I wasn't a good listener or I wasn't good enough for certain people and all of those things. I don't care what anybody thinks about me anymore. The only competition I'm in is with myself. And I know I'm pure love and light. And I'm not perfect. I'm perfectly imperfect. And I work on it every day to guide me towards the light, not the darkness. And the Amazon jungle taught me to change the narrative and the story. I didn't realize it at the time. But I remember when I went there, what is your power of intentions? I just wanted to heal. I realized yeah. love is the healer. And I needed to go deep into myself to personally develop who I'm truly, to connect with my originality, not all the things that happened in the external world to me. So that's how I found my divine love, Joshua. And that's how I transformed. And that's what I teach these women and these men that we are made of divine love. And when we let go of all that external stuff and change the narrative, change the story of, I am love, I am light, I'm not a victim, I am a warrior, I am courageous, I am compassionate, I am forgiving. All of those things empower you and raise your vibration so you can let go of that darkness and kick it away and keep going towards the light. So interesting to hear you describe the process. Because I think everyone takes, or not everyone, because not everyone chooses the path of healing. Not everyone chooses life. Not everyone's willing to do the work and what it takes to heal. So I can't say everyone. But for the people that do decide to take the path, it's so beautiful to hear it explained in a different way almost every time. Some people it's religion. Some people it's a divine encounter. Sometimes in the way that you're describing your path. And it's just giving me a whole new appreciation. I'm coming out of a very rigorous belief system. We're not rigorous. A very constraint, rigorous, closed off, and really contradictory belief system. And having broken free from that and able to see from a higher level and have a more clear view of the playing field, I'm able to appreciate these explanations of people's journeys so much better. I've never heard anyone quite describe it like you. For me, the turning point, and of course, I had my jail experience, which was profound, but even two years into my walk where I was rehabilitating my life, I still really struggled with believing that God loved me. 
like, cause I was still had so many things that because of my, re the religion at the time thought I was still an abomination. I thought I was, there's no way God could love me because I've got these parts of me that are well considered blasphemous in my faith. And so I really struggled with understanding that God loved me. Therefore it was impossible for me to learn to love myself. So I was still really struggling. It was only when I was able to go, I heard someone say, God loves you exactly the way you are, even the way you are right now. He loves you. And when I heard that, for some reason, that time I believed it. And in that process, I also began to learn to love myself. And I didn't know that journey from there on out was as I was getting to, I was developing my relationship with God, I was actually getting to know who I was and myself more and learning to love myself to the point that now, four years later, I'm able to look back at that moment when I didn't think that God loved me because of the way that I was. I realized that the way that I was is exactly how I am and what I was made to be. And I get to be that. And God's going to love me anyway, because that's how he created me to be in that. But that came with, it was like this, not just accepting that God loved me and loving myself, but it also coincided with knowing my identity and getting to know who I was and being able to own that and walk in that truth and walking in that truth is what has now helped me experience love for my children, experience love for my wife, and even have accept the love of other people that I'd never could before. And it's so anyway, I just really appreciate the way that you describe that because I just, I don't know, it was, it's neat and it's really welcoming. And it ultimately the most healing force in the world is love. And it makes me wonder why in the hell do we treat people so poorly that are different than us or believe differently than us? What kind of damage are we doing to people, even in our Let's just say that we're religious people, right? And we're sticking to that rules. But every one of these religions, the very core of those religions are you love. But the way what we treat each other and act towards each other and judge each other, where is love in any of that? I know. So my religion is love. I don't put it under any other umbrella, yeah. only love. Why would I'd also like to add and strengthen <laughs> your journey in this way too. If we ever met God face to face, let's just say, and we said, I'm so sorry that I did this, and I'm so sorry I did that, he would look at us and say, I don't remember, because God don't, God do not keep tabs. As human beings, we keep tabs of what someone did to us, and that's our ego side. When someone attacks us, we put on this armor, and we're just how dare you talk to me like that? And a lot of it is out of fear that we're not enough. And a lot of it is just because someone has suffered and they have a pattern and they're picking up that pattern in you in some way because yeah. of their belief system. So what I always say is try to delete the conditioned beliefs from our experiences and look at someone as pure love. And then we're able to embrace them and realize they do have fear. So we need to probably give the people that have fear even more love. For sure. I believe that with my heart and soul, and it's working for me. I still struggle as a human being, and I'm making mistakes and errors when someone 
judges me sometimes, but <laughs> I don't stay in that pain. Like a, I flick it off and say, it's not important. I don't want to be in a fear or an anger vibration and suffer. So forgiveness comes forward so much easier than holding on to it because I know it lowers my vibration. And not only do it lower my vibration, it lowers the planet because it's like a chain reaction. Everybody I'm talking about that I'm gossiping and I'm doing my ego stuff. No, I want peace. I want love. I want joy. And I want to expand it that way. But I'm perfectly imperfect. So I make mistakes too, but I'm working on it with that process. So good. I heard yesterday I had a guy on a really neat conversation, but the thing, the biggest takeaway I had, I took from it was the question, does this give me peace? And to ask myself this before I act in anything, I heard you say peace before. That's why I'm bringing this up. And for me, I think about the times that I want to try to wake somebody up or try to get them to see truth or try to even want to correct them. Or if I want to be a smart ass or I want to be sarcastic, I'm starting like ever since I've heard this, I'm, I've set a trigger for my mind to go, will this bring me peace? Will this bring me peace? Because the other part of that to go a little bit deeper was this knowledge of good. And, and I don't want to spend any, a lot of time on this subject, but it seems like the knowledge of good and evil has been the corruption of mankind because we put ourselves in this position to be right or wrong, or we don't want to be wrong and we'll wrong someone else or we'll be wrong by someone. It is such a weird place to be. And I see all of these positions that people are taking where it's, I fight for good. The other side thinks they fight for good. Like everywhere <laughs> they're at, they think that they're doing the best and they are for them. But that having this, like starting to get a little bit more clarity on the knowledge of good and evil, and even will this give me peace? It's really helped me step back and speak less and, and get as emotional about certain subjects or certain things that I see, even injustices, which always, like I'm all about fighting for other people, but there's some fights that we just don't belong in. And so it's amazing how all of this is interconnected. And I think about some of the traumas that we cause each other and how some of even the fights happen and going back to relationally, and this is what I want you to speak on, relationally, that need to be right. And, or because that, is the start of so many really bad fights. In your expertise and in your healing and your journey, relationally, how have you, because you were abused, what is your approach now when you're in a relationship and say maybe something is not, what's the word? Maybe there's just a potential for something to go sideways. How do you approach situations like that now with your new outlook on life and the way that you approach situations? I think my relationships are so much healthier now because I'm connected to people with a different vibration. I'll say it, a different energy. I'm not attracting. It's like I broke that pattern of trying to rescue people. I'm connected to people now that fulfill me and appreciate me. So I don't have to 
protect myself in that way. I feel like the universe is actually protecting me, if that makes sense. And the part about being bright. Everybody likes to be bright. Yeah, but sometimes me. when I look at right now, it's not so much about right because you can be right in your own mind. But if you're going to disturb my peace by pushing your agenda, I'll shut you down by saying, yes, you're right. <laughs> that is one. I don't want to argue. I really don't. I don't argue. I can't remember the last time I've had an argument. That's true. I will say how I feel about something, but what's in somebody's mind and their agenda sometimes, I'll tell them how I feel and how it's connected and I'll try to do it compassionately because I'm a big follower and a creator of cultivating compassion in other people and myself. We all have needs to feel like what we say is important we all have a need to be respected and appreciated, our integrity. But I realize that need sometimes is connected to feeling that you're not enough. So you got to push and you got to push to get your point across. And it can be exhausting, Josh, while listening to people sometimes. So I'll shut it down with saying, you know what? You're right. And that will shut them up. Like, oh, my God, they got it. They think I'm right. Peace. Peace. It doesn't really matter. You know what is right, what you believe. And sometimes we want peace and it's easier to handle it that way. That is beautifully explained. Well done. I like that a lot. Tell So what's the name of your book? Goddess Compass. Goddess Compass. Tell us about your book. Okay. So it's my journey. I grew up in a little small fishing town. I didn't have a lot of confidence. I compared myself to my brother. It was like this Jack Cousteau engineer person. I was the creative dreamer, ended up being a school teacher. But I realized that I don't need to compare myself to my brother. He's beautiful, love and light. He is. He found his purpose of being an engineer. I just didn't really know what I wanted to be. I wanted to teach. I still teach through coaching. I had to take some hard lessons. You called it climbing the mountain like a giant, facing the giant and everything. I had to face a lot of my own fears that I wasn't enough because I wasn't confident. Now there's nothing that truly challenges me to the point that I have fear. Right to the point, I'm not even afraid of dying. Because I know there's an afterlife and I'm sure it's going to be beautiful for me if I constantly go towards the love and light. So my goddess compass is my navigational journey, cultivating compassion for myself, cultivating compassion for me. It's a navigational tool to get over trauma and it helps you become more confident and fearless and full of love and gratitude for the dark because the dark brings you to the light. And if your dark is really dark, when you <laughs> let it go and you're tired of suffering, your light becomes so bright mm. and everybody will be attracted to you, love you, and all your dreams will basically come true. And I talk to women who vibrate 
at a higher level now from doing my program. And they know they got tired of suffering. They let go of the anger and the pain because yesterday is not on the calendar. Neither are you. You've learned some valuable lessons. So now just go love yourself and put more love and light out. And don't be the victim. Be the warrior. I, I could stand up here now, but I have a very short dress on and I'm going to show all my legs. But be that light warrior because that's what the world needs. And one of my, my speaking engagements, I did stand up. I was wearing a long pink gown. And I said, we all need to be human vibrators to vibrate the planet at a higher level. We don't want to be at a low energy because that's where the sickness is. That's where the dis-ease is. And my book is about that as well. I like that. <laughs> we I all like have my... to be human vibrators. We really do and vibrate at a higher level. Yeah, there's a, and I don't know how true it is. I saw something, it was in one of my readings. I look for the most random books ever to pick up and read, but they were talking like to shift this planet from the direction it feels or it looks like it's going. It only takes 30% of the planet to collectively shift their energy into higher vibration. And then we can change the world like that force is enough and again i don't know enough about it but i do believe this i know what i was like when and when i was this guy that was depicted in our book the devil inside me i know what that guy was like i know the monster and the force the e the evil behind the things that were happening but when i turn my life around and what you were saying about being a positive force and like i believe that you know, there's an equal reaction, whereas an equal, equal opposite, direct. I forgot Newton's law, third law. For every action, there's an equally opposite reaction. So exactly. for all the evil that happens in the world, there's got to be that much good. There's a balance to it. But I do believe that when we shift and go towards the light and putting that kind of energy out, I do believe it's more powerful than any dark force. Because you can Absolutely. take the smallest piece of light in a dark room and you're going to find Stand your way out. So you only need a little. Free. So I do vibe with this. I don't know if the percentages work out. I don't know the math. I suck at math, but it does. Sound <laughs> right. So we only need a little bit. And I do. And the most encouraging thing I can think of is that I slowly start to see. Yeah, I see a lot of dead in people's uh -huh. eyes right now, but I am seeing people that are now starting to wake up to a truth that they didn't know before. And I, and that to me, I think can light people up in the right kind of ways, because that's important. The truth matters. And I think for me, I think about most of the destruction and the devastation that was caused so much of it came from just being a liar and being scared of the truth, being scared, being scared of my own truth, being, yeah. being scared to go, yeah, that's who I am. Like I ran from that most of my life. And now it's like the most rewarding thing that I have because now my identity is complete and you're nothing can take that from me. And that is Absolutely. the most wonderful place. And now in that position, you can love and be love and you can have compassion for other people and you can go, I don't want to see all of these countries at war because I want to go to Russia and hang out. And I want to go to China and hang out and I want to go to Korea and hang out. I want to kick it with everybody. Like, <laughs> 
Exactly. We're all one family. Yes. Screw these evil dictators. I want no part of it. Yeah. But I want to see this shift happen with the people like yourself. Because there's a lot of the reason why what you're doing is so matters is because I think about in my own life, the wake of devastation that was caused. Mm -hmm. And here's the thing. I was abused and I was, I went through all that too. I chose to do the work after I became a nightmare. But the sad thing is, and the most heartbreaking is thing is, some people don't believe they can heal. Some people don't believe that they can turn their life around. And that's such a lie. It's such a lie. It's such a lie. And this is why- I take no prescription medicine. Yeah. And that's like, you, that's it's such an inspiration to see what you're doing because a lot of women that go have gone through what you went through don't yep. turn, they don't say enough is enough. Some of them just keep no. go back into another relationship that does the same thing. And yeah. it's done the work. That is an inspiration because we do need women. We need women, I think more so than men, even though some men have been sissified, but we need women to heal and to, to like, to step back into their gifting and to be what they were created to be. We need women in this planet to know their identity and recover and heal from the damage and the wounds that scared little boys and grown men bodies that caused them. Like so we they're... need them because that is the force. The loving force of a woman is what this planet needs, I believe. Yes, we were the co-creators. Like it happens inside of us too. We can't do it alone. Science has changed it a little bit. But I wanted to touch a little bit on the darkness you were talking about. Yeah. I was also told in the Amazon jungle that I had darkness because after I did the second ceremony, we were in the, the tambo after. And I said, what happened to me? What happened? Because that's a really long story and it's a bit of it in my book. But they said, we call this in the Amazon jungle that you add an exorcism and you needed to release it. I've never seen the movie. I've never watched a scary movie in my life. There's no Friday the 13th. I have some people love going into that to experience the fear and let it go. But no, the real fear with me was inside and I needed to release it. And that's how I found my light, just being able to release it. That's how I became healed. I didn't need the prescription medicine for antidepressants. I didn't need the painkillers. I had fibromyalgia. I had arthritis. I walked with a cane for eight months. And my God, these jelly bean of pills, I hope, I know I'll never have to take them again. But once I released that darkness, the tension was gone out of my body. When I say light, I felt lighter. I wasn't tensed. All my muscles weren't seized and in pain anymore. I felt like I was floating at days. So you release your darkness in a different path than me, but we still did it. We still came out on the light side. <laughs> it's, yeah, and it's, but you know, it also, <laughs> I learned that, like, I, the, I used the pe pendulum example. Like, I was over here with evil, that this far extreme, and then I tried to go this far extreme good. But really, the truth is, I'm somewhere in the middle here. Where I let my my shadow side, my shadow self, my darker self is always sitting right here. I don't make out with it. I don't nurture it. I don't even really ignore it, but I don't, I'm not feeding it. 
No, but you spent came. it for getting you towards the light and the yeah. transformation, oh, right? I yeah. listen, I and I still and what I've also realized though, I'm comfortable with it riding with me. I'm not yeah. comfortable trying to run from it because I uh -huh. know it's there and I have a healthy respect. But here's the problem. If I get too far over here, I forget that this thing exists and then I get naive and get careless. And then all of a sudden I get eaten by it <laughs> and it'll try to take over. It's like a Walk jackal, right? About to. Yeah. <laughs> like it's just the path is the middle. Like it's the middle. It's in yeah. balance. Everything has got to be in balance. So balance. running from this, it doesn't make any sense to me anymore. And I used to hear people talk about, you got to dance with your shadow self. I'm like, mine's evil. Mine's going to eat me. And like, it hurts people and it hurts me. And I'm like, no, I hate that. Intellectuality. Ah, no, there's just a different way to go about it. And that's kind of where I've come now. And I feel complete. Not that I've, again, embraced the darkness. It's not like that. but. Like, it's not what uh -huh. I thought was at all. Like, it's been, uh, I'm so glad uh -huh. to have that cleared up now because this yo-yo is gone. Yeah, I thank the darkness for bringing me to the light. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. I really do because that's why my light is so bright because it was so dark at one point. So I say thank you. I don't <laughs> talk to it, though. I've tried. No, you I'm don't. Not, I'm, a, I'm not on a, I, I don't know if I want to talk to it yet. I'm not there yet. So exactly. the fact that you could say thank you to it is pretty impressive. I'm not there yet, I don't think. That's what I did in my book, right? Oh, okay. It's my book. <laughs> it was in my book. I wanted to put it out in the universe and tell people we all have darkness at times, but we don't want to stay there. We want to release it. We're tired of the suffering. Yesterday is not on the calendar. Yeah. So when we release all of that, we just say thank you. Let it go in love. Go towards the light. Let it be your guiding purpose, your mission. And that's why I want to give back to the universe as well, Joshua. Because that's the what universe you're supposed to do. really healed me. We're supposed to give it back. We're yes. supposed to pay it forward to make it a better world. And it's the ripple effect. And we spread it with everybody we meet, everybody we see. We don't be stingy with our love. We just let it flow. <laughs> I love it. By the way, did I hear a voice in the background just a second ago say something? That is Steve. Right? Well, hello, Steve. I didn't Hi. hear what he said. That's Lizania for us. This is Friday night. Like I said, our time zone is a little different. Yeah, and, I'm, and we celebrate Sabbath, so we're like we're going to go do our family stuff now. But I, you're amazing. I really so are you. I, the graciousness that you showed me because I think I canceled on you twice and. and our rib out, the just like all this stuff. So you you truly are like this isn't a show. This sweet nature that you're showing the audience right now is not a show. That is genuinely you, and I'm super yes. grateful for you, your time, the woman that you are, the example that you set, and also the role that you've taken as a leader to help women heal, but really men too. Because I, I, one thing I have learned in my recovery from being a narcissist and a crazy person and abuser and healing from my own trauma is that it's really good to learn from women like yourself because you Thank serve you. as a really wonderful mirror for men like me, but in vice versa too. Like it's good to hear from men and it's women to talk to women, but getting the other perspective is really powerful. So having someone like yourself talk with it is just really special and it means a lot. And so I'm so grateful for your time. 
I want you to plug your book, your website, social media, where people can follow you. Any last words, the floor is yours. Thank you. So Goddess Compass is my book. You can find that on Amazon. You can also find another book that I wrote, 365 Affirmations for a Better Year. It's very fitting. We just, uh, we that just finished cool. January. That one's really cool. I'm also going to send you a link that you can add to the podcast to Brain FM to help people release some of their stuff as well. And if you want some coaching, I will love on you like you wouldn't believe to help you get over your suffering so you don't have to stay there anymore. You can go to goddesscompass.com, set up 30 minutes to chat with me, and we can get to know each other and decide if it works for you. If it doesn't, we can go our separate ways. And I'll wish you love if you do that. Thank you so much for tuning in. God bless you. Thank you so much for your time. And we'll see you soon.